Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the World of Ink Network, founded in 2011 by Virginia Grenier and Marsha Cook. Their vision was to start a radio show that helped writers reach their dreams. The World of Ink has a wonderful group of hosts who are dedicated to delivering shows to entertain and inspire listeners. The World of Ink Network shares resources that introduce tips, products, and services to help strengthen, support, and challenge those who love writing and the written word. Their hope is to bring not only authors, illustrators, and publishers together, but screenwriters, directors, and producers. New to the network will be a variety of special shows, bringing not only entertaining shows, but informative discussions on timely subjects. To learn more about us, go to www.worldofinknetwork.com or visit us on our Facebook and Twitter pages. Thank you for your support and enjoy the show. Hi, everybody. It's Marsha Cook, and a special guest today is uh, Rachel Thompson on our World of Ink specials. And uh, this is not my usual day, but I'm not exactly sure what my usual day is because last week it was Friday. And so we'll, I, I don't Tuesday is my day, but it's actually my night. But Virginia and I uh, will again be doing shows, I think, on maybe Monday night. So, and to confuse everybody, but I will put that out more of that at another time. But, you know, we have someone. Well, before I start the show, I want to thank Brenda Gonet from. Uh, she did my new covers. Uh, I've been wanting new covers for Grand Central and Busy Bus, and um, I'll probably have her on the show because I got her from um, Cassandra Dane, and uh, so she's really did a great job. And I'm really. I wanted my little dog on my Angus. Which people said don't Aww. have, but I wanted it on the cover. I wanted it on the cover. So I mean, it's on. She's on. He's on now. And uh, I am working on another book, which is a Never Too Late for Love, and that is with another dog that talks. So I mean, I'm having a lot of fun. I'm talking to dogs, and my husband thinks I'm probably crazy, but he's probably used to that. But it is fun, and uh, so we'll talk more about that another time. But Rachel has a lot of things going on. I mean, and I'm going to let her talk about it. But I am. I've been taking notes before she's even on the show because I do have her marketing book and I um, I know a lot of things. Everybody knows I talk about a lot of things, but I don't know a lot of things because what happens is I, like everybody else, get overwhelmed. And in this book, she puts it in a step-by-step, and I'm actually going to follow step-by-step because I do not do that usually, and then I get overwhelmed like everybody else out there. And so I'm besides being an author on of other books and she's has chats and she has a lot of things and I've been talking about her for a while and I'm very happy to have her on. So we'll say hello to Rachel. Hi Rachel, how are you? Hi Marcia. I am very Thanks happy to have me. you on. There there's so much <laughs> oh, going on you. with you. So now we have two redheads yes. to chit chat today. So All right. Uh, I I know. <laughs> All right. So tell everybody about. I mean, there's so many things that you do, and we'll probably break it down into categories. But um, you know, um, you're a best-selling author. You are a marketing expert. You take clients. Uh, you know, you do blogs. And so tell everybody a little bit about how you started and when you, you know, what you are doing these days. Sure. Um, well, I released. 
Uh, my first two books, which were humor books, back in 2010, 2011, and they were based on my blog that I was writing at the time. And th- those books were called A Walk in the Snark and The Man Code Exposed. And they did quite well. They were Amazon ebooks. And um, at the time, I was married. I'm no longer married to that gentleman. Um, and they fit where I was at my point in at the point in my life at that time. Um, but there was something that was really um, nagging at me, and that was um, that I was a uh, survivor of childhood sexual abuse. And I had been wanting to write about it, but I wasn't quite there yet. It happened when I was 11, and at that point I was in my late 40s. And I decided um, after the death of a, a, a boyfriend, uh, <laughs> who I knew from my early 20s, it kind of opened up something in me, and I started going through um, old journals, and it just became the right time for me to kind of just let it all out. And all the emotions and everything that I was experiencing just really came out, and I ended up writing my first book about surviving childhood uh, sexual abuse and how it affected me um, as a woman um, and basically just growing up and, and the after effects of that. And I released Broken Pieces in 2012, I believe it was. And the response was just kind of amazing. I really didn't know what to expect. I was almost kind of fearful, I think, as most writers are, when you put something that sort of right. vulnerable and raw out there. And people from all over the world, even now, still contact me almost five years later with the response to that book. Uh, It won several awards. I ended up getting signed by a publisher. Eventually, I got an agent. Um, And then I wrote the second book because there was really a lot more. And it is a combination of poetry and prose and essays. Um, And the second book is Broken Places. And I released that in 2015, I think. And, um, um, again, I moved publishers. My other publisher closed, and I got um, another agent. And um, now I'm working on Broken People, which will be the third and final book. And, you know, as as it happens in publishing, some things work, some things don't. Um, I still have my agent and publisher. Uh, since then, I've written a business book called The 30-Day Book Marketing Challenge, which we'll talk a little bit more about. Right. And they have um, very excitedly, um, Amazon is very interested in that book because it's sold so well and the rankings are great. And so Amazon is working with my publisher to promote this book through what's called their White Glove Program. Um, and I'm taking my broken yeah, books great. back, and I yeah. have I have republished them through Pronoun, which is owned by Macmillan, which is a big five publisher. So um, I'm publishing all of my broken books myself through Pronoun, and um, it's really exciting. So I've got yeah, you know, the there's so much. You know, as we were talking about written. before, there was so much to talk about, and there are so many things that are confusing to. You know, and if people admit it, like I do, I mean, I've been doing this 20 years, it's still confusing because there's so much out there. So when you put it in the proper perspective, I think it can work for people. But when you go out there and look at every email you get and sign up for this, sign Mm -hmm. up for that, that's Mm -hmm. difficult, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm just writing a post 
today, actually. I started book marketing chat um, about a year ago last May on Bad Redhead Media. I have two kind of personas, if you will. One is Rachel in the OC, OC meaning Orange County, because I lived there. I no longer do for 17 years in Southern California. I'm up in Northern California now. And Bad Redhead Media, which is my business persona, and so book marketing chat is with Bad Redhead Media. And basically I dedicate an hour every week to um, any and all authors, writers, bloggers on Twitter. Just type in that hashtag and they can join. It's on Wednesdays at 6 o'clock Pacific, 9 o'clock Eastern, um, to talk about the, all these different topics with regard to marketing your book. We don't focus on writing because there's a lot of writing chats out there. This yeah, is yeah. more on, where, you know, what do you do? Where do you start? Um, and well, we yeah, because, you know, it is hard to discuss week. about writing. I mean, you know, they have to write the book. But, you yeah, know, but when it comes right. to book marketing, I like the, what you put, you had on there, book marketing exhaustion, because that is mm-hmm. really true. It's, I think it's yes. true. People are just frustrated and they're just tired of it. But when it's put in the proper perspective and when you now have a, you know, and they have, they can go into the chat, I think that's a good thing. You know, I think yeah. people need that a lot. Yeah, and that's what the post is. It's kind of a wrap-up of what we discussed in the chat. And really the there's really three identifiable, there's more, but three identifiable ways that we feel which are um, – overwhelmed there's just so much out there yeah you know and and we either try to do all of it which exhausts us or we end up in analysis paralysis which is okay there's you know (laughs) what's the right one i don't know Mm. what do you think we go into these facebook groups and get everybody's opinion but we we end up in total inaction um or we end up with um uh procrastination mode which is you know, just we're thinking and that's a bad mode. Sure that's and, a really bad mode because that nothing mm-hmm. gets accomplished. That's that's well, and, you know, yeah. yeah, and that's a total avoidance of pain, and pain meaning um, mostly that that comes out of fear. I think more than yeah. anything for authors yeah. because we're just terrified of making the making a mistake, making the wrong move. Do I put my money in this? Do I put my money in that? What if I make a mistake? What if I blow my budget. And what I tell authors, because I've been there, I've done it all, you know, is, you know, you will make mistakes. But keep in mind that um, you're, you're going to hopefully write some more books, and it's a learning right. experience for the next book. And yeah. one book is not going to make you J.K. Rowling or Stephen right. King or <laughs> right. Anne Rice, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just a right. year. <laughs> And well, we that's really why, you know, over have... the years, I've been doing shows for eight years, and let me tell you something. Virginia and I, we talked about this a lot, uh, about World of Ink, that a lot of the people that we knew, they're gone because they they just expected it to be different than it is. And I just think you got to keep going. The, the more you go, the better it is, and you have to be able to take some criticism. But people, that's another thing they don't want to take either. And but from a good well, person, not yeah. from not criticism from just right. uh, somebody just saying like, oh, your your writing stinks, and they're not, you know, that's horrible. I mean, I my goal, yeah. and that's why I've had these shows, is to make people keep writing and try to believe in themselves. And I'm not a fond, um, 
Well, I, I shouldn't. I, I don't like to go in groups, and I don't like that much beta readers. I don't like those things because I kind of have to rely on myself if I write a book. But I don't want people telling me how to write a book that have never written a book and don't even know my characters. And I think a lot of people. Do you want to talk about that for a minute? Because a lot of people rely on other people's opinions. Yeah. Well. I think we have to be super honest with ourselves and be able to take criticism before the book ever comes out. And so many authors are just terrified of showing their work to anyone. And then when the book comes out and they start getting reviews and the reviews can be scathing, I mean, let's admit it. I mean, I have have Mm five-star reviews on some of my books like on Broken Pieces, and I have one-star reviews on Broken Pieces. Some people loved it and they understood the format, and some people hated it because it's not presented chronologically. It's presented in pieces because the book is titled. Well, that's the name of the book. But But that's the name of the book. didn't get it and that's yeah. okay and this is what I tell people is once you put your book out there you're no longer invited to the party they right. shut that door in your face all right and yep. that's the reader yep. party you are the yep. writer and you need to accept the fact that people are going to hate your work and that's very that's a very hard pill for most reader or sorry most writers yep. to swallow and they want to be there you know at the window going but 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 wait a minute, you don't get it. And, and it's like, you know, okay, security yeah. is now carting you away and putting you yeah. in the crazy person wagon because right. it doesn't yeah. matter. Right. You know, we've all read books that we don't like, and that's right. our right to not like that book. It doesn't matter that the writer is standing there over you going, but you're not getting it. I mean, I remember at one point, people, I used to read stereo review. My dad's a huge, huge audiophile. And there was this wonderful review of a Flaming Lips album. And I wasn't a big fan, but I was, you know, willing to listen to it. And I got this, this, uh, it was a a CD back in the day, right? And I put it on and I thought, oh my God, this is the worst junk I have ever listened to in my whole life. I hated it. I actually oh, took a hammer to it and yeah. threw it away in the trash can. <laughs> I was so angry that I had spent my hard-earned money on this junk. And yeah. people yeah. were like, How? oh my God, they're amazing. What's wrong with you? You're crazy. And I'm like, hey, it's my right to hate this junk. Yeah. And I, I'm it so is. Yeah, it's that I right. spent it's money your right on to it, do any of this. Right? Right. Exactly. Yes. Same thing with books. Um, I have to say, though, with regard to my own work, I no longer have my first two books up on Amazon or anywhere, my humor books, because I really felt that it no longer represented or represents where I am in my own journey. Not that I well, feel that's, that that's the writing an interesting is thing. Bad. That's, that's a, a hard decision to make, though, when you do that. That's a good decision if you make one like that, right, that it doesn't really yeah. reflect what you do now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was very satirical, biting commentary between men and women. And I think that for some people, um, it just didn't – it wasn't because people didn't like it. It was just because, for me, it doesn't fit with 
who I am and where well, I am. No, right that's now. that's really true. When you are a writer, I know with my screenplays, I have tw- I have twelve or fifteen screenplays, and you know I have mm-hmm. one of them right now is actually in an option, in a real option. Not from just oh, an congratulations! Oh, thank you, That's thank wonderful. you, thank you. You know, but you know, I listen. I was an agent. An option means you know somebody just out there searching you know for somebody else to go in with them to do it. But it's a pretty good company. You know, it is a good company, and you know that's a good thing. But I got. When I started, I've been doing this for 20 years, so I have a lot of rejection letters, and I, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people years ago, we all saved them. I mean, I know, you know, and I save them. And, you know, that's the thing now, though. One of the problems is if people get rejected or it's not really – somebody might not like the style. They may not like the topic, but it's not always about the writing, you know, and so mm-hmm. I think that that's a hard thing for people to understand is, you know, you're writing screenplays, you're writing books, whatever you write, but if you have rejections, it kind of, it's, it, well, it's like life-changing because you have to read them, and then you read them and you go, yes. okay, fine, we'll go on, and you have to be able to go on. But I think because of independent publishing now, and I am independently published, it's people have not gotten those rejection letters. And so they think when their book comes out or anything that they write, but over the years, I know, I can see why some of the things were rejected. And then I restarted it, I rewrote it. Even now, I rewrote My Grand Central Station is a book, but it was from a screenplay, but I changed it a lot. And now the one I'm writing was from a screenplay, but I changed it because I agree with you, you change. I'm different than Mm -hmm. I was 10 years ago. Yes. Exactly. I'm not the same. And so, yeah, and I kind of feel like maybe I might pull one or two pieces out and rework them for a feature yes. book at some point. So I think if we, to go back to my original point, if we think honestly and consider yep. ourselves honestly and yes. then share that work with people that we have respect for yeah. with yeah. regard to whether it's a critique group or an editor, you absolutely An editor is a good editors. one. An editor that you trust is a absolutely. good one. Absolutely. Yeah, then I think by the time you put the book out there, then you shouldn't feel, you're still going to feel vulnerable. There's no getting around that. But yeah. you shouldn't feel like you're you know, going to go hide under the bed when you release your book. And yeah. maybe you do. I can't tell you how to feel. Maybe you no, will right, feel right. that. Right. But, but that's right. part of the creative process. But trust the process because there's something to be said for putting your work out into the world. Yes, there is, and you know, and it is true. And you know, um, I, you and I had we mentioned this. I mentioned to you this before. You know, I always mention the fact that when I go into Goodreads, I'm like, oh my God, I have to get out. I, I feel like I'm really ready to, I don't know, pull my hair out or something. It's so mm-hmm. confusing. I can't know how anybody. So then I was looking around and I wanted to see if some of my books were there and some weren't, and I put them on and some different covers. And then I went, I need to leave. But then I'm looking around a little at book reviews from different people of other. You know, not only mine, and I'm seeing people with a one-star review, and like I said before to you before the show, and there's no text, mm-hmm. there's nothing, why it's one star, nothing. And so this is a bad thing now. I mean, because people yeah. are giving people one star. If you give a person one star, don't even write it at all. It's not, it's, it's, it's not right. Just forget it, or at least write why you didn't like it. Just don't say one star. You opened it and closed it. Well, nobody just opens it, closes it. You might not like the subject matter because sometimes you can't tell. But when you're start, when they're when you're on these sites and you see these reviews that get one star, you know I've seen a lot of people now. They say they don't even look at the reviews anymore because 
it's just anybody saying whatever they feel like. And that's that could be bad, too. I mean, you know, if you're just starting out and maybe your book really is good, let's just say, and mm-hmm. you've got ten four stars and then there's one person writes it and goes, this is horrible. So that person I know has to learn how to take, you know, a little bit of rejection. <clears throat> but if that person never even yeah. read the book, this is not a good thing. Right. Well, there are two things having to do with that. One is Goodreads and Amazon, obviously now owned by the same company yes. uh-huh. um, and, and other places, um, allow these reviews, right? It used to be yep. that you could only review if it was a verified purchase, but they changed right. that because reviewers and book bloggers clearly don't right. purchase the reviews. We give right. those, we give them free copies, and and that's a valid, normal process that's been going on for eons. So yeah, yeah and know, years ago, right, people thing. used to just send people the book. Like that's what we did in my office. We used to send people the book, and they wouldn't tell mm-hmm. you if you're getting a review. You'd have to be looking forever yeah. to know if they were going to do a review for you. And right. sometimes you and don't know. Yeah, yeah, it does. And it, and again, it's valid. You don't know if the review is going to be positive or negative. You, you don't even know if you're going to get the review, but that's just right. the way that it is. But good that's reviews how it is. And, and Amazon allow pretty much it's an anything goes Wild West policy. Yeah, that Wild anybody West. It's a, a good way to describe yeah, it. Yes. There's no way to prove that someone has read a book if they leave a review. They could just be going by your name on social media and go, oh, I hate that chick. I'm going to go leave her yeah. a one-star review. <laughs> right. And, right. And that's yep. what happens, right? Yep. And then you yep. do, the second part of that is, and this has happened to me and several other people, um, somebody doesn't like you, and so they'll go ahead, or you've had some interaction with them, and for some reason you disagree about something, or they just don't like a post that you put up on Twitter or Facebook or something, yeah. and um, they they start trashing you all over the place. This happens. It's very common. You can report them for abuse, but Amazon or Goodreads will rarely take action. And so those reviews stay up. And I think the savvy reader knows and understands this. And to an extent, I think it's not necessarily a bad thing to not have all five, four and five star reviews. Oh, right. I I think that's true. Right. Yes, I agree. Yeah, I definitely agree. So, you know, but, but yeah. so I think people, I think you know, that's one of the things, you know, there's no way, you know, there's no monitoring, which, because there's so many things out there now, you know, and I think that, um, you know, one of the other things people have talked about is giving away free books, you know, I mean, I have given away free books, and then you, they have the free book days, and so I, I think now people are just wanting books free, you know, and now with the audio books, that's expensive, so, you know, all of the work that goes into making audio books, and they are great. I think they're probably going to figure out something that um, that they're going to probably have to do yeah. something at Amazon to figure out because it's too expensive. And right. it's too hard. Right. It's too hard for them to under people to understand when you give them a code. They don't know how to do it because at the be- like two years ago when I started with that, you could give it as a gift. But now right. it's a whole procedure, and they don't want to do a procedure. Right. They're not interested. Right. So, you know, and it, it's a shame because a lot of these books are read. they sound really good, and a lot of people who don't read. And then the other thing is, I think the good thing is people can't say like, oh, they didn't put a comma in, or they didn't do this right, or they didn't do that. They're just listening to the story because they want to hear a good story, you know, whatever the right. story is. 
you know. So I hope right. things, you know, turn yeah. around for authors, you know. Yeah. I mean, so by you doing this, this is really very helpful. You know, even I changed something right oh, after I was you. starting to read your book because mm-hmm. on my Pinterest, I did it so long ago, and sometimes I just keep, you know, in the morning I go, okay, I'll put this on this page. I have, like, so many pages and Pinterest pages and Facebook, which is insane. But, you know, mm-hmm. um, I didn't have – I had it as another name instead of Marsha Casper Cook on my Pinterest. So I need to mm-hmm. – so I changed that because I, I looked at the name. I'm going, what is this name? You know, because I made up names in the yeah. past. And even when I started on Facebook – I didn't know eight or nine years ago when I started, even before, this is before I did shows, I wasn't sure if I want to put myself out there. I didn't trust what was going on. So I like made up, like I put it under other names. So it never really was my name, you know, and you can't change a lot of these right. things, you know, but right. I, what you're saying is stick to the branding. So maybe you want to talk about that a little, yeah. about how important the name is, even though we don't sure. sometimes want to use something else. Right. Well, I kind of say ad nauseum on uh, book marketing chat and people tease me. Um, it, it really is a publishing adage. I can't say, I can't take credit for it, that we brand the author, not the book. And yeah. I say that in the 30-day marketing book throughout as well. And people don't really understand this. And writers will typically, you know, let's say the, the name of their book is, you know, woodworking with, I don't know, you know, Millie pencils. Okay. Right. Yeah. okay. Right. Okay. So let's say you create this book, Woodworking with Pencils. I know nothing about woodworking, obviously, so I'm just making this up. Um, <laughs> they will create Woodworking with Pencils Twitter handle and Facebook page and, you know, Google Plus and right. LinkedIn and Pinterest. <laughs> right. And, and then, okay, and great. That's wonderful. So then next time you write your next book, which is about, um, you know, making cookies with uh, bean crisps, okay, and there just happened to be some bean crisps on my counter, then what's going to happen? So now you're going to make a whole new set of social media and a whole new, and then they create their blog, their blogging and their website. You're going to make making cookies with bean crisps all over again. Well, that's just a huge waste of your time, and you obviously cannot continue, which what what is essentially a charade or a facade where you know woodworking with pencils is going to talk to people because it's a thing it's not a person (laughs) right right? and it so it doesn't make any sense Uh, so you know it it doesn't create it's what happens it's true it is people are just not using their noggins i'm like just use your common sense and use your name and create a personal brand and then i get all the comments about ouch branding you know that's going to hurt you know when you put it on my ass sorry i don't know if i can say that on yeah on radio on my you know whatever um but you know it's like okay if you're joking about it then you're just not taking it seriously and branding has been around since you know i don't even know yeah it's the wild west probably um, when we slapped names on stuff, Smith and Wesson, yeah. that was a brand. If you heard yeah, that name, yeah. then you knew it was a gun. <laughs> right, so, right. you know, a personal brand is you, the author, because you're going to write more books. So the next yeah. time your book comes out, uh, or the next book comes out, you're still going to be talking not just about your book, but as you as a person and providing interesting content around the topics that are interesting to you as well as the readers 
And so you're not just an automaton going, buy my book, buy my book, buy my book, buy my book. You're a person with personal interests. And that's really what I talk about in the book, as well as I have some, a couple of branding articles. Um, I'm actually going to release those as some 99-cent little downloads on Amazon. And that will help soon. people. That will really help. That, mm-hmm. that will help because mm-hmm. that's a big problem, I think, for people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and a lot of people think, well, I can't, you know, to go back to the book marketing exhaustion, they think, I, I can't do this. I don't know how to book market. I don't I have a marketing degree. Well, I don't either. I have a communication skills degree, um, but I did work in. This is a lot in, of practice, a lot of practice, a lot of trial yeah. and error that you've done. I mean, cause, it is. you know, listen, you, I mean, you've been doing this a lot of years, so it is trial and error. Yeah. But, you know, but like you're saying, you've made mistakes, and I do the same. I say I've made mistakes, and I think that's probably a lot of times why people listen to the show. They want to figure out what I did next, but I admit it. Yeah. And so I, yeah. I, I do it because I'm not ashamed that I did it, but I'm doing. I'm saying this to people because they're doing it, and I don't want them to feel bad that they're doing it because it just happens you know we're not born knowing all of this and like I started doing shows like like I said like about eight years ago and ebooks were just coming Mm -hmm. in it seems like ebooks have been here forever but they haven't you know, I know. And, I, and, yeah. and that's the thing, you know, so we were geared for different markets. So people that have been doing this for a long time, ebook market is completely a different market. And most of us, myself, I, I do sell more ebooks than they do paperback, you know, and oh, even far. though I have people on there, people want paperbacks, but some, mostly I think ebooks are still up there in the top, you know. And, um, but I think that all of this, is so different than a lot of people started out with that well, they, you have is. to change. It That's is. why you have to change. Yeah. You know what still shocks me, um, and I had this conversation on my Bad Redhead Media uh, stream the other day, is that people still think they can't read books from Amazon without a Kindle. And that just yeah, knocks me Yeah, I know that. I know. I try to explain that. Yeah. Right. Maybe you and should maybe explain it to they, in case people are listening that are yes. you know don't know. All right, well, yeah. you know, explain to well, them how they can do this. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Um, no, no. I mean we're both. A, <laughs> there's a, okay. There's just for any uh, outlet, Barnes and Noble or Kobo yeah. or any, but especially Amazon because they do sell the most books in the world. You just need a yeah. free Kindle app. And the yeah. app is available on your iPhone or your Android or whatever, Samsung, whatever it yeah. is that you use, um, yeah. your, your computer, your, any tablet. Yeah. I read on my yeah. iPad. Um, you yeah. don't have to have a Kindle. Now, if you no, have no, a Kindle. No, because there's readers, great. all the readers. It's just an app. All it's just an app now. Right, right. It's just an app. The apps are completely free. Right. Um, you do have to connect it to yes. whichever yeah store, you know, whether yeah. it's Amazon or Kobo or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then you can download the books once they have your credit card information. But a yeah. lot oh, of yes. them are free. <laughs> right, right. You know, and I, yeah, I do and want to address exactly right. taking books free. Uh, yeah. Some people are against taking books free. I, I think it might be worth talking about, but that's up to you. Um, yeah, we could. Okay, we could talk sites. about them. Yeah, there are a number of sites where you can take your book free. Um, some authors are, are – just morally against it. They feel, you know, I've spent 
three years or ten years. No, I, I give a lot of free books. I get, look, sometimes I'd rather just give the book than put it on the sites, you know, and I donate books and I do things like that. But, you know, but right, no, I have no objection to that either because you have to get out there in some ways. But I, and I, but I think the part when they're not that expensive is a good thing. You know, I've had people yeah. on my show when they'll say, oh, people go into Starbucks or wherever and buy coffee for $4 and they won't buy a book for 99 cents, which does say a lot about the way the world is. It, but, know. You, you know, it is the way it is. So you have to give them yes. away sometimes. Yes. And I think it's worth doing a free book um, for a limited period of time. I yes. personally don't yes. have anything that's free at yes. this point. Um, as a permanent giveaway, perma-free is what they call it. Uh, yeah. I'm not saying I'm not going to ever have that. I, I, yeah. For bad, excuse me, for bad redhead media, I probably will uh, when I get more out there, like some of these 99 cent centers. Yeah. And this is a good tip for any author who's looking to increase their newsletter subscriber signups. You can give away a perma-free book with all, um, every newsletter subscriber sign-up. Oh, that, that's and a that's good a idea. that's a great way to get Wait, people to I'm sign writing up. This, I'm Absolutely. writing this down. It's per, yes. Was it perma-free? <laughs> perma-free? Right, I'm yes. writing it. I'm, perma-free, yeah, because I have a newsletter that I, uh, you know, that people can sign up for, and I don't even look now to see how many. You know, that's the thing. I don't even check a lot of these things, you know, and I've heard people, they go like, oh, yeah, I have a newsletter, but I don't put one out. So I'm thinking, like, this is what's happening. We all have everything. We just have to mm-hmm. implement it some way, you know, and figure. Yeah. That's a good idea, though, to put, yeah, yeah. a free book. Yeah. You know, and, you know, because people, the short stories, those are 99 cents, and that's a whole different confusing market. And even, you know, I got a call from um, the copyright office because I had first done one of my books. Um, it's um, on loan for tonight. Okay, then that was just one story and then when I put did all three it's guilty pleasure so they call you know if people think that they're not paying attention in copyright they are paying attention in copyright they call mm-hmm. you if they have a question and they said you know so I said well it is that they want to know is it the same book I go yes it is the same book it's a short story and but then I put all the three stories together you know and then I made it oh. into the book guilty pleasures so what they classified it now is called it's called guilty pleasures Stories and they—that's how it's classified when they send it out. See, because everybody has stories, and nobody—you know—should they do a story? Should they not do a story? Should they put them together? But once you copy, I copyright everything myself. I, I don't care. You know, I know mm-hmm. people don't do it. I just copyright it for thirty-five dollars. I do not want to stand by a judge one day and say, "Well, why didn't you copyright it?" And they'll say, you know, mm. because it, you should. You ne- Nobody knows. This isn't about pirating or any of that. It's just about somebody could do it. It's very easy now. Yeah. Really easy. But so, you know, yeah. they, so, so when you send it in, if you don't fill out everything right or, it's, or they have a question, they do call. It takes a long time. It could be a year and a half till you get your copyright. But you really need to think about it. If, it's, if you're going to write a story and then you're going to put it together, you know, maybe you shouldn't put the first one. You should not do the story if you are going to put it together because then you've got to keep copywriting it, and they want to know. 
And the same with pen right. names. I said, well, they said, well, is your pen name? I because it's Lady Jane Sinclair. So I said, well, knowing the way I talk, I went like, oh, fine. Should I change it back to Marcia Casper Cook? They go, oh no, 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 wait a minute, uh-huh. it's okay. Leave it. You know, yeah. they like pen. They don't mind if you have a pen name. You know, um, but you really there are certain things people need to do. You know, and think about right. when they're because when they go in Amazon, which is I, I think you will know the answer to this. So when people are on Amazon and they're trying to figure mm-hmm. out their category, what do you advise yeah. them? Because this is a mess. Well, to how to put it, um, it in. It's very hard Yeah. to get in the right place. You know, they, yeah, they really need to look at their competition. They need to yeah. see. They, obviously, <laughs> yeah. they have yeah. to have a very good handle on their genre. And so they need to know that, you know, are they writing sci-fi? Are they writing contemporary right. romance, classic romance? You know, romance has so many subcategories. So they need to be very specific, right? Um, and then they need to look at who is their most direct competition and look at what those books are classified as, yeah. what yeah. categories are they in. Look at, and look at the number one book in those categories and oh, see, because you'll yeah. see a main, yeah, you'll see a main category and then you'll see as you look to the right, you'll see a subcategory and then another subcategory and then another subcategory. Cause it is and so confusing for people. Are, it's so confusing. Right. It, it's almost um, an art. I used to actually uh, categorize um, and do tags for people, but it's such a, a science, and there's no way to guarantee that a book well, you, is going to Well, it was easier to so. do before because you could put the tags right yeah. in there, but now you can't. Right. You can't, you know, right. like they, you know, you used to be able to do a lot of this much more, much easier. You know, and the other mm-hmm. thing is, you know, I went to a uh, Amazon, um, they had a seminar in Chicago, and I went. It was a couple hours on how to sell products there and whatever, and the guy that was doing the, he was talking about the fact that, Books are really not their as big a seller as now all the other things. So they, right. as much as we think, oh, it's all about books, it's not all about books. And so maybe no. that's why now with all these newer ones coming out, people are moving over to them. You know, like the digital, the you know, the two DD2, what, uh, what is it? to digital and um, now with the pronoun and you know because they're not these people that's the attention is just on books Mm -hmm. rather than products yeah they are the number one seller of fashion in the world now Amazon Amazon yeah yeah because everybody Mm -hmm. everybody's uh, right and they have everything and so I think mm-hmm. that, that, you know, and books might, you know, as much as we would like to think, it's not what it was because books were the most important thing. But I don't think so anymore because it's really screwed up, you know, as with yeah. the audio books. And like I said before, and I think that maybe we're talking about this now, but the person that wants to read books, they don't go through all of this. They just try to, and it's, I think it's probably hard for them to figure out you know, that's why a lot of the books that are self-published or independently published don't get taken as much because they go, okay, let's see who the public. You know, a lot of times they don't look at a publisher, but they do look at certain authors, and it, they'll just keep buying their books rather than try something new because they well, don't know what to do. What, here's what indie authors don't realize, self-published authors, is in order to get on a, a Kindle Daily deal or on the, the front page of, 
the Kindle Books page or to get featured in, um, by Amazon, you have to either be with a big five publisher or yeah. you have to be an, an agent, excuse me, agented book, which yeah. I am. And I yeah. was just recently offered to be part of their white glove program, which is and only for my 30-day book marketing book because it, it has a proven history of doing quite well. Right. Those are the only ways that an indie author is going to get any kind of attention yeah. within the, the Kindle marketing machine. This is for Kindle only. Right. Um, the only other way that you are going to get any kind of uh, visibility on Kindle is by paying for advertising, which you can yep. do, and it's not extraordinarily expensive. Yeah. And that's part of the reason I wanted to take my books back from my publisher was because I wanted to pay for Amazon advertising, and I did not yeah. have access to, to my dashboard. Right. And you have to right. have access to your dashboard to do that. So those are really the only three ways. So are you, you, are you, will, doing, ads with, are you doing ads with Amazon? I will be. I honestly just got my books now, back Now, what, what type of ads are you planning on? Are you just, you know, are you thinking of doing? I couldn't even tell you. I don't even yeah, know what the Because it is a little are. confusing when they say the ads for yeah. the ads, you know. And see, that's the other yeah. thing. But I do say one thing, though. You can call Amazon or Audible, mm-hmm. and people don't realize it, that you can call, and if they're busy, they do call you back. And, you know, oh, you yeah. can ask them questions. And I find them very yeah. helpful a lot of times. And sometimes if you have books that, because we all know that you cannot, sometimes you can't change if the book is already out by one publisher and you're republishing it, it's a, it's a nightmare, which is not the same with, like, someone like the digital, because digital, too, mm-hmm. because I put all my books, it looks so nice, it's all my books together mm-hmm. down in a row, okay, and it looks like, yeah. well, like great, because they can now see yeah. the books that are really available, not books that I did like eight years ago, you know, from yeah. maybe iUniverse, yeah. and they're still, I, there, there was no I, there was no e-book at iUniverse when I did that 10 years ago, okay, mm-hmm. and uh, now, which I own my own rights, but they do they still have the right they advertise it okay so it's confusing right. to people but yeah. now that's why yeah. maybe pronoun and all these other things are coming into mm-hmm. view because it will be easier for someone to just go to your page and find your books well and here's here you what's are. neat and here's yes and here's what's neat about pronoun is i can still take my books free um without being kdp select and yes, it'll be free on thing. amazon they yeah. They have some kind of setup through Macmillan and yeah. Amazon, some kind of agreement. I don't know. Yeah. I, I couldn't even begin to tell you how that how they figured right, that out. Right, but right. that makes me very happy yeah. <laughs> as an yeah. author. Yeah, no, that's um, true. No, so because I don't right. have to be exactly. exclusive. Yeah, yeah. right. And the KDP, you know what, and the thing about the KDP is what I've noticed. If you are KDP, and even if you tell them at Barnes & Noble you were KDP, it doesn't matter. They still have your book out anyway. They don't listen. Mm-hmm. They, it's still there. Mm-hmm. They're not, you can't, even, you can't mm-hmm. tell them to take it down. It's not, they have it up, and that's it. So that, kind, that rule that they have is not really working for them now because it, the books are everywhere now. We, they don't know. We don't know. You know, there's all these new sites, and they, if you look somewhere and you go like, oh, there's my book, and there's my book, and there's my mm-hmm. book, it's, it's just out. It looks like there's all these 
places, you know, Walmart, whatever, that we all are there, but we're not all there. But it's just they take whatever no. Amazon has and put it on theirs. But I think people don't understand that, and they think everybody's pirating. There's nothing anybody can do about that. You cannot stop what right. what happened, and it's just the way it goes. You know, um, I am sure some of my books are somewhere in some country. Somebody's doing it. Who knows? You know, it's, yeah. it's true. And why worry about that? Because there's nothing we could do about it. I see people online. Right. I'm sure you do. Oh, don't go to this site. This one's getting pirated. This is there. Don't. This one's copying it. They're fighting with each other, which is insane. Mm-hmm. You know. And yeah. So I mean, yeah. You know. So I think what you're saying today is the same. You know, you have to go on your own judgment and kind of look into things. And then if that doesn't work mm-hmm. for you. Do others? That's but you need it. Like your book is very helpful, I think, because it's you'll go like, okay, that's it for this day. Wait, <laughs> you go yeah. to the next day. Yeah. You know, I've already done a few days because that's the story of my life. I just move on. You know, but the thing is, it it it's in a way that's easy to understand. Right, right. And I yeah. think it's Definitely. hard out there. I think it is hard out there. Yeah. You know, yeah. and no matter how much I would try. Yeah. And I think that, you know, and that's why, you know, like I try to get people to, I, I hire people and then they're only interested in their own books. And, you know, it, it gets very difficult out there for people. So I think when, you know, when you see people out there that are marketing and they're complaining a lot that they don't want to do the work, you know, and then, oh, today is not a good day for me. So I don't know. I still have to get these books out for my clients. Don't use that person. Move on, because if they yeah. don't, if they don't have time for this, they, you know. And I've told people, I said, why are you putting that out? Why would you want someone to buy a book that you don't even want to put out there because you're too tired or you have your kids are doing this? You have to be professional if you're going to do that. You know yeah, what I'm talking. Have you seen that? Have you seen yeah. that? Yeah, I have one friend of mine who I'm um, not going to name any names or anything, but no, I don't name she's, names. Never. Um, no, no, no. She's she's with the top ten publisher, and uh-huh. she was advised to sign up for a blog tour company, and it just didn't work out. Um, the blog tour company, for whatever reason, didn't fulfill their end of the bargain, and she waited, yeah. and waited, and waited, and finally, you know, it came to pass months and months and months later after her book had already been out there for a good six or eight months. They were like, okay, we're ready to start your launch tour. And she was like, hold up. I'm way past lunch now. And it it just did not turn out well. And so she said, you know, do I have to do this launch? And I was like, no. I I mean, I think that. Well, how do you feel about that? That's a good way to start something. How do you feel about that? When a book comes out, what do you tell people to do? How to launch it? I mean, with all because everybody out there is thinking the blog is the only way. It's not really. I right. don't think. What well, do you tell I'm people? Well, I'm not a huge. I'm not a huge fan of blog tours. Um, Neither unless am I. Neither am I. They, yeah. Unless they have their act together, and I tell authors they will not sell books on a on a blog tour. Right. A virtual right. blog tour. It's great for visibility if the tour company is really good and the the visits to the bloggers the bloggers are uh very visible and they yeah. have their act together typically yeah. what i find on most blog tours is and so for seo purposes and for visibility and exposure i think they're fine but if yeah. you're counting on selling a whole bunch of books 
because of a virtual blog tour, you're going right. to be, agree. you know, very disappointed. Um, but I think it's great to get to know book bloggers and to, you know, cement those relationships, to interact with them, to, you know, get on their good side, um, to have them reading your books and reviewing your books. That's always a good thing. Um, yeah. But to not be demanding and in their face about it, you never want to be that way. No, um, you don't want to be that way. No. You know, but I, I, I can't say that I've ever found a really good blog tour company that's completely knocked my socks off. And I'm not trying right. to. Right. I agree. That's know. why I don't, I don't, I, I completely understand what you're saying because I really, you know, and I know people want to do this all the time and I've tried doing it, but it doesn't do one thing for me. And a lot of times I think mm-hmm. what people have to realize is some of the people doing blogs are getting their books out that way and not your book is just there for whatever reason you know and i so i think that people expect that if they're on a blog tour that it's going to really get them to number one on your book it's not happening and so i think think that that's a problem yeah i think no matter what you're doing whatever activity it is for your launch you absolutely have to have a marketing plan which is something that makes every writer groan about i can hear the groans now i know um (laughs) You don't have a map, right? There's, you yeah. have no GPS. You have nobody in your ear saying yeah. turn right, turn left. So you right. need, even if you scratch, you know, scratch it out on the napkin and say, okay, I'm going to do at the very minimum, I'm going to do this and this and this. You need a, a basic plan so that at least you can get yourself out of that procrastination rut and you know where you're going to turn right and where you're going to turn left. So at least have a plan. And then you absolutely have to have really realistic goals as yeah, to that's, what yeah, right, your, right. Your, your first week, your first month, your first three months, your you know six months, your year out. How many books are you going to sell? Who knows? But ha- put something in writing and say, you know, the first week I hope to sell this many or on pre-order or whether yeah, or not you do pre-order. Right. I don't know. You know, this is my budget. I mean, you like you because this is what you're doing when you become an, an author. And I don't care if you are self-published or, or you are with um, an agent and a publishing company or you're hybrid. You are running a business because yep. you are going to pay taxes on that money, on your royalties, and yep. you are going to be able to deduct certain things, certain expenses as non-reimbursable business expenses. Right. And mm-hmm. all of that goes to your bottom line, your bottom financial line. So if you're not yeah. considering what you're doing a business, you are sadly mistaken. Well, I think that also, you know, when you have a couple genres, see, I, my advice to people now is after all these years is try to stick in a genre and try to, because it's really difficult if you're uh, writing in several genres. It's it's very hard mm-hmm. to market. You know, I'm you, you know that mm-hmm. too because you have different markets. And um, mm-hmm. it's, you know, and even me, like I'm looking at, was you know, I was, you know, researching you and everything and I see sex and then I even asked you because all I see, because I have a lot of writers that write about sex, I'm thinking like, okay, and then I, I even didn't realize that your book wasn't sex. Do you know what I mean? Because I see the word sex. Yeah. You know, and so, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that's what happens a lot of times because we just look, okay, sex, love, whatever, you know, and then, but if it's a nonfiction topic, because I have one too, you know, it is difficult, but that is the books that, those are, that book sells is my Holocaust book, and, you know, which, and I'm sure that's yeah. why your abuse those books because people are looking for that 
Mm-hmm. They put those words and think, in, and they want help yeah. or, or to understand, well, it, let's just say. That's part of building your personal brand. And so, yes. like, I'm very specific on my Rachel in the OC author brand. My bio specifically says that I'm um, a survivor. And yes. um, in my header, I talk about starting um, sex abuse chat. So it's very yes. clear that my books yes. aren't, you know, about sex in and of itself they're about being a survivor right and, and so I think what people need to advocate. do is kind of look right they have to like look and read it like when you what you are telling people it's important what you put in your profile you know and oh, you critical. know exactly yeah. what you do in your profile yeah if so you, you don't header, make the mistake right it says right under my name author survivor advocate yes and three words you know what I do exactly Exactly, and that's yeah. why it's so important to really, you know, when people are checking people out, look at that because you really have it down pat because you have, you know, mm-hmm. your book marketing check, your sex abuse, you know, that's really mm-hmm. important. You know, that's why the name of my mm-hmm. show really is a good story. It's a good story because I never, when I was first doing this on uh, Red River, uh, I took every subject. And so I don't have, like, just romance shows. Just, you know, I do breast cancer shows. I do abuse shows. I do a lot of different things, heart, people, you know, conditions. I've had a lot of different shows. So that's, you know, why I did a good story. It's a good story because they don't expect always to be romance or something. But I guess what you're doing is it's very clear. It's, it really is good because – you know exactly what you're doing, and that's why I'm reading your book, because, and that's why I'm going, because I think the way you plot it out mm-hmm. is a way that can help authors, certainly at the beginning, or people like me that have been doing a lot of things. You know, where yeah, I don't need like really 10 is. pages. Right, right. Well, I really thought about the fact that when I started out as an author myself and put out my first book, it, there was really nothing. There was no guide to say, okay, on day one, do this. On right. day two, <laughs> right. do this. Right. And right. and that's really, you know, they say write the book that you want to read. This was the book that I really were desperately needed when yes. I was an author. Yeah. And and there was like, okay, do I do social? I remember asking. I was in a group, and there were some more veteran people in there. And I said, do I, do, do I put my website up first? Do I start my Twitter first? Do I, you know, yep. finish writing my book? When do I start promoting my book? And, you know, the older people kind of chuckled and just said, well, you kind of have to do all of it all at once. And I'm like, that is not helpful. <laughs> no, it's not. No, you know, it, it really, you know what, though? And if you do that, it, it will only make you, like you say, exhausted, and you'll be frustrated. Frustrated, yeah. And then nothing happens if you absolutely. I mean, you're right, because there is no step like I take calls from people a lot in my office. They go crazy because they're going like I do have a lot of people that call me. They are they let's put it this way. They know in my office. They already know I because there's no one to talk to them about like what to do with writing. I was an agent for all these years and I don't like mm-hmm. to take calls because when I do, I sit and talk to them for a half hour because there's no one to, yeah. that helps you a lot of times. And that's right. one of the reasons I do this show. And that's why when you have a book like that and when I have a show like this, at least because I needed, there's so many things you don't know what to do. Yeah. yeah. You know, and in and order to succeed, probably... you need to be. Oh, no, no, go ahead. No, I, I, no, I'm just rambling. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> 
I, wonder, oh. I really want to hear what well, you have to say. I, okay. I like your version better than mine. <laughs> oh, thank you. Well, I was going to say, I think that's probably why my book, The 30-Day Marketing Challenge, Book Marketing Challenge, has struck a chord with so many different yes. um, writers in various stages of their career, whether they're new, newer to it or coming into it later, or they've already yeah. been at it, but they just, you know, refuse to market because they think it's, stupid or it didn't work and then maybe they're realizing okay they they really didn't put in the effort they needed to or yeah, you know right I, I, so many older authors I'm 53 myself so yeah. many authors um, out there will say well I I only like Facebook it's it's a you know Twitter stupid and you know so they're they're basically putting up their own walls without even making yes, an right. effort to yeah, try to right. learn. And the thing we have to remember is that it's not just about our, our comfort level. It's we need to be where our readers are. And there yeah. are millions of readers on Twitter. And people completely discount Google+. But when you look at it, Google and Twitter are immediately indexed by – Google+, and Twitter are immediately indexed by Google – um, so if you want to have visibility, you need to post there and spend just the tiniest little bit of time there. And people bite me tooth and nail on this, but a study just came out, if anybody's listening and wants to Google it, Google it for customer satisfaction, Google Plus came up as higher than Facebook, which oh, I, I'll just, I, yeah, out yeah. of me. You know why? Because, like, even on our shows, like, that, that's one of the things, because people that will meet me, they go, oh, I see all about you, and I'm thinking, like, how? I mean, it's like I'm not, I, I do a lot of things, but I just don't feel that sometimes I do enough, and I do a lot. So, but Google, yeah. you know, when they're on a show, the radio shows, the radio shows absolutely uh, they go right on Google fast because, well, certainly because we've done them for seven, you know, almost eight years, you know, that Google picks that up immediately. Mm -hmm. And there immediately. are certain things like the chats and you have, if you, you know, because if you know what, you know, that's, I'm not, you know, like where I look, at, I have some blogs on Google and Virginia, my partner on this, we, we always talk about that, that Google has changed so it, you don't get what you get. Even though we put all those hashtags in before, I don't really know. So you don't know that you're really, you, sometimes you feel like you're not doing enough, but then you realize when you go look yourself up because you need to do that every now and then to see what you have out there. And then you say, oh, they put that show on or they did this because I have no idea. You have to check these yeah. things. How do we know? You know, you don't know. Yep. Right, right. And Google, you're right well, about that. And Facebook, yeah. you're like dead water in sometimes there. It's like, oh, well, you're everybody yeah. else. The Facebook page is helpful. It is one of the Google yes. ranking factors. Yes. But anything that you put on your personal account is not. So you know, that's where most people spend their time. So if you have time to, you know, whine and moan that you're not selling books right. on Facebook, then you have wine, then you have time to be actually actively marketing your books in other ways. Well, you know, right, you know, we've already we're almost on an hour. This has been great because I have like all these notes here. My whole calendar is like filled with notes. Oh. But I know because I totally agree with the things that you are saying, you know. And uh, But I Thank want you. to talk about your other books just a little about being a survivor because that really is something, you know, that people are, they're, you know, they don't, want to talk about it a lot of times. So you want to just say a little mm -hmm. bit about 
how how these sure. books have helped people? Sure. Um, well, like I said, when they first when I first released Broken Pieces, there was such a huge, overwhelming response, and I kind of didn't know what to do with it. So I ended up um, approaching a, another survivor who had connected with me, and uh, Bobby Parrish, and she is a, an incest survivor, and she also has really such horrible damage from it and was suicidal several times and gone into deep depressions many times, and mm. but had really pulled herself out of it, educated herself, got a master's degree in uh, family therapy, and also um, with a special concentration on treating trauma survivors, particularly sexual uh, abuse survivors. And so I told her I wanted to start a Twitter chat. And so we did. We started this probably three or four years ago at this point, and we are there every Tuesday at 6 o'clock, <clears throat> under the hashtag sex abuse chat and it's six o'clock Pacific time, nine o'clock Eastern time. And every week we have a topic that we focus on and we chat. Um, anybody's welcome to join us on Twitter using that hashtag. And we focus specifically on topics that affect survivors. Yeah. And so like this last week we talked about hypervigilance, which is one of the most common side effects of having PTSD, which is, not every survivor will have that, but it's super common. 30% of survivors will have long-term PTSD. Yeah, because so, I've had shows you know, like that. People think that's just, yeah. you know, that people uh, have it if they're, you know, in the service. It's not just that. It's so many other people have no. it. That, right, right. And that was that was because I have had, you know, we have discussions about this because this is, it's just a, a very bad event that happens to you that changes your life forever. And it's not just right. being in the Army or Navy. It's part of what happens in life. And it doesn't go away. Yeah. It never, it's, it, I don't think you can get rid of that, right? I mean, it just stays with you. No. Right. No, you can learn yeah. ways to deal with it. To live to with it, but with it's it. just, right, yeah. Your your brain is permanently changed by a traumatic event. Uh, pretty much, it doesn't matter what age, but the earlier that it happens, there can be long-term physiological effects. Like, I get yeah. chronic migraines. That's one of the, one of the yeah. uh, long-term effects for me. So um, I've had them most of my life since, since it happened. And um, so there's just, you know, anxiety, depression, um, there's just a lot of different effects that people deal with that uh, people who aren't survivors or who don't deal with people who are survivors don't understand. And so we'll get a lot of, you know, people either in real life or online who will say, oh, just get over it. You know, it could have been worse. No, that's not. Um, yeah, things no, like that. No. They totally you can't, you can't just move on from that. You can't just move on mm. from that. You can, um, you know, learn how to cope with it, deal with it. Yeah. Um, you can learn techniques to be able to thrive. I do feel at this point in my life that I am able to thrive and, and right, do quite right. well. Yeah, but, uh, you know. But, you, I but you've voted. already come to terms with it. But people that probably have don't even realize sometimes this is, you know, how to cope with it, they don't know. That's why it's good that you're doing this because they don't know that there's help out there sometimes. Well, it's fluid. I mean, there's really three stages of victim, survivor, and thriver. And I would yeah. say for the most part, you know, I'm, I'm thriving. But there are times where I'll be triggered by something and I'll just have to just, you know, set up my boundaries, yeah. take a step back. 
Um, but some people still are in victim mode. Some people are in more in survivor mode. And it's, it's really about understanding and learning um, and recognizing what's happened to us and being able to ask for help um, so that we don't end up addicted to something or right, um, in right. a codependent code relationship or in a domestic abuse situation or, you know, something along those lines. And some people ask for help and don't get it. There's just so many things and so many people who have been so incredibly hurt. And that's the whole reason that I shared my work and that's, the reason that I, I think I think it's really I, I think that's a really you know of all things I think that is a wonderful thing to do because I, I years ago when I first did the show Erin Marin I don't know if you know her but Erin Marin no. she was abused and um, she is now over the well she has kids now but she didn't then and she has made laws she's been in Washington and all for for the Erin Marin law because oh um, yeah I've heard of Erin's law. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 it's it's her, yeah. And years ago, oh. and she was really, it was she just came out and explained everything, and she has some books. But then now she's really, she went out and got laws passed for kids, you know, uh, because there's some place they they don't have anybody to talk to. So I think you know, like we said at the beginning of, of when I was talking to you, it's you know when when that happens to you, you don't realize you know that. And when somebody else says, I know, they don't always know because they don't know, luckily, you know, because right. you know because you've been through it, so you understand, you know, and that's a big help yeah. when someone can say, yeah. I had that happen to me. It is. So I think it's that's a bond a good... that you have with other survivors that, yeah. you know, you wouldn't ask for it, but the, the fact that you have it and you can call somebody up who you've already been there and you so, yeah, it is this very strong bond that you can have with other people that you wouldn't normally have. Yeah, I think, you know, mm-hmm. and I do think that, you know, um, your being out there is a good thing. And um, the way you have it on your, you know, even on your Twitter page and all, you know, you, it's, people know exactly what you do because you have founder and everything under it. So I, I think that when you Thanks. tell them in the book, follow some of the things you do, I think this is a good thing because I've seen a lot and I've been doing this for a long time, but it's it's a step-by-step. And I think at this yeah. point, if you're frustrated, just do a step-by-step because, you know, then then you won't be doing 100 things at one time that don't work. Yeah. Exactly. I share, I feel, I call myself the human guinea pig because I I'm willing to try it all. Yeah. And I have clients I know this, where I do I'm too. Not, I know. I, I right? do. I know. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I, that's I'm why. You know, I think. To... Right. You're not afraid to say, and then you say, oh, I, okay, move on. This didn't work. I'll go on to something else. Well, I'm not willing to to recommend anything unless I've tried it myself. Like I recently right. had an issue. I've used Hootsuite for years and then I have Buffer as a backup. And, but I found that I, I was missing, missing a visual component. And so um, Promo Republic came to me and said, hey, would you like to try this? We have What's it called? Canva Promo Republic? That's the one I wrote. I'll you said Buffer. Yeah, you said, a- what did you say? Buffer? You didn't work. Buffer, but it, it didn't have the visual component, and it also See, it doesn't, doesn't help me. I feel like I'm crazy. Content. I'm on Buffer, I, and I emailed them. I go like, I don't understand this. I, nothing happens, and they said, Oh, you yeah. have to do this. And I'm thinking like, and I paid now. I said, Okay, fine. I'll pay the monthly, the ten dollars, whatever it is. I'll do right. that, and that didn't work. So I'm thinking, yeah. I now, but they came I'll up with something. You. They they 
they emailed me right. and said they're coming up with something new now. Oh, they have Pablo by Buffer, but I but you have to go to a different site. So I'm emailing you a link to Promo Republic right now. Okay. But right. um, I really like it because it has a, like a Canva kind of component um, okay. where you, the visuals are already created. You just slap your logo on there. And then they also have suggestive content. So like today was National Watermelon Day. So it's already created for you. You just like grab it and then post it and you're yeah, done. Yeah, they had lipstick and so day I, and I, yeah. they had lipstick day the other day. I'm thinking like, how come I didn't right. know about that? This is like a thing for me. <laughs> like a million lipsticks. They do you know? all, yeah, like all this stuff is all created for you and then you can either add your logo to it or you can add yeah. more copy to it. You can post to Instagram. It's so easy. So, okay. I mean, I I'm, like I'm going to do that. I'm, yeah, I just sent you a link in Facebook. Okay, thanks. So I'm going to do that because like those that, are the things. You, yeah. Yeah, like I'm willing to try things first if I'm looking for something to meet a specific need, but I'm not going to recommend it to a client until right. I've given it a full shot right. first. Exactly. And I really, I know. really like this. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Like I've tried some so places for book reviews. I've tried a few places for book reviews, and then Virginia and I, both of us did this, and we spent like over $100, and then we were sending mm-hmm. stuff to like, you know, Australia, and we got nothing from it, so we won't recommend them, you know. I mean, because right. I feel the same way, you know, and I won't say that I like it until I know that I don't like it or right. I do like it, you know, and if someone doesn't yeah. cover for me or someone, and I'm going to, if you, if it's okay, I'm going to keep your 30 day, you know, I'll post it on my page for the shows because I think that people really need sure. to know how to do this. Cause I know that people are getting frustrated, you know, and oh, I can see them. Yeah. I look at these sites, Thank you know, you. yeah, no, Oh no, I think it's, something important so all right and thank you it's really been nice meeting you i mean i have wanted to have you on the show and i always keep thinking you're so busy but i'm so glad that you took the time to come on today because uh i yeah i'll be talking about it that people know that if i like it i talk about it because because i want people to have the help out there because there is none unless you you know because i don't want people to give up you don't have to give up you just have to keep going no, but, okay, there's, and there's thank a lot of you. good information. Yeah. Yes, and yeah, I think so, but, but some of it isn't. That's the other thing, because I listen to people and I see yeah. somebody and I go like, oh, my God, what are they doing? <laughs> what am I going to say? I'm not, I, don't go, I, don't, I don't go in the chat then. I just leave because I know that right. not, I can't listen to it and I'm not going to promote it. You know, so I go, mm-hmm. bye-bye. I'm done. I'm out of here. Yeah. Right, thank you so yeah. much. And have a, you know, a good weekend. And I so appreciate all your tidbits because I really, this will help, you know, put me oh, in a better good. place. Well, thanks because for having I, me on. I really appreciate yes, it. Yes. Right, take care. And I hope you'll come on again. Oh, yeah. Happy to. Oh, good. Good. You're welcome yeah. at any time. You know, when your okay, new book great. comes out, anything, just email me and you'll come on. Ah, thank you, Mark. I'm open. Okay. All right. Take okay, care. Great. All right. Thank you to thanks. everybody for listening and have a great night.